0: Our identities, what makes us who we are, the complexities of our character, the hurts and all the scars, the walls and all the barriers can change. We live in a world where chaos is normal, change is unsteady. We make our own morals and we never feel quite ready for what's going on. Around us. Sometimes by our own choices, other times out of bad situations, sometimes because of other voices, and sometimes because of our own participation. Things about us can change. Some things I didn't choose. When I was a kid, my parents got me glasses because when I would crawl, I would get bumps and scratches by bumping into the walls. This became part of me. Since right before I turned two, I needed help to see, not because I was bad or because I did wrong, but suddenly this change to my identity was lifelong. Other aspects I felt came from what others said. Sometimes it would help, other times I was misled. I would grab hold of wisdom. I would listen to rubbish. I would follow a system or just anything a friend would publish. Not being consistent with who I'm among just needed assistance because I know I'm still very young. And yet, as I get older, life is different than I thought so. People say I should really care about getting a membership at Costco. All my identity seems to come from what others say. So at this point, I just have to act and put on a display. Other aspects of me came from what I did my hobbies, my passions, and all my convictions. My obedience, my brokenness, and even my addictions formed who I saw when I looked in the mirror. This version of me I would draw would start to get clearer. I saw gifts, I saw talent, I saw the image of God and his intention. While I also saw a mistake a waste of effort, and nothing worth another's attention. Despite all that I've done and all that I've felt, I can't seem to describe the mess of how to define myself. And that's because my whole life, my whole being, influences decisions, and all of its complexity isn't where I find my. Identity. Romans chapter 8, verses 38 and 39 says, And I am convinced that nothing can ever separate us from God's love, neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither our fears of today nor our worries of tomorrow. Not even the powers of hell can separate us from God's love. No power in the sky above, in the earth below. Indeed, nothing in all creation will ever be able to separate us from the love of God that is revealed in Jesus Christ, our Lord. A lot of times our identities, we try and describe them. There's so many different aspects of who we are. So many different things we can pick and choose. This is how I would describe myself. This is how I would describe who I am. Things I choose, things I don't choose, all of this. And yet, it seems that our, our identities, who we are, according to this verse, can't be defined by anything other than the fact that we are loved by God. I want to look at the verse Again, in, in the, at the very beginning of that passage I read, in verse 38, it says, nothing can separate us from the love of God. Nothing is able to. And so if this is a truth that we read in the Bible, why is it that sometimes there seems to feel like this separation between me and God? John chapter 15, verses 4 and 5 say, Remain in me, and I will remain in you. For a branch cannot produce fruit if it is severed from the vine. And you cannot be fruitful unless you remain in me. Yes, I am the vine. You are the branches. Those who remain in me and I in them will produce much fruit. For apart from me, you can do nothing. Nothing. My freshman year here at York, it was uh, the very end of my first semester. So uh, just trying to figure out college, right? Just trying to figure out, okay, the the levels of difficulty of a college class, what do I have to do? How much more time do I need to study? How do I manage my time to do all these things, right? I'm still trying to figure these things out. And there was a certain class that I was taking that... um, didn't require a whole lot of effort from me, and so I didn't invest myself a whole lot into this class until I got to the point where I did very poor on a test, and so now the intensity starts to turn up for this particular class, and so it came to finals week, and um, at, at, at this time, me and a few of our friends. This is a story for another time. But there were five of us living in a suite in the basement of McLeod, and so all of us jam packed into this room. It's still, this story still doesn't make sense every time I tell it. There are five of us in this room. There are two bunk beds, and one, another roommate is sleeping on a couch too. And um, I, I had to, I had to get a. In, in order to do um, what, what I wanted to do for, for this class, to continue to do well, I needed to do really, really, really well on this final. And so that's exactly what I prepared to do. See, before this final at all, I didn't really invest myself. And then it got to the point where now I have to do something in, in order for this to work. And so there was just kind of this in and out relationship with, with me and this class that I was taking. I didn't invest myself until I felt like, you know what, I, I, I want to I wanna actually do this now. Now that it's crunch time, now that I feel like it's important, I'm going to do this. And so Chris Martin's was right there the moment when it happened. So some of you guys who have lived in McLeod might understand this. So the outlets in McLeod, apparently they're controlled by like a light switch. Is that, I don't get it. So I plug my phone in at night. It has like 3%. I set my alarm for, uh, before my final. And for some reason, someone, it wasn't me, turned off. I'm not trying to point fingers at other roommates, but also like (laughs) someone turned off the light and the switch that controlled the outlets simultaneously. And so my phone dies. My final is tomorrow. I have to do well on this final. And the final was at 9 a.m. final. So that's a you know, 9 a.m. to 11 a.m. time slot, right? And so at 10.30, this doesn't make any sense. I had four roommates. They all got up for 9 a.m. finals. They all took their finals. None of them, I don't know if they noticed that I was still asleep. They, all four of them got up, went through their morning routine, got dressed, went to class, Somehow I slept through all of that, my alarm doesn't go off, and then at like 10.35, there's like 25 minutes until this class is done, and this class is in sack. so I got to book it. Okay, I, I wake up to the sound of a door slamming, and I hear Chris walk through the door and he says, it's over. I immediately shoot up out of the bed, and at this moment, I'm thinking it's over for me, <laughs> right? And Luckily, I was able to get down there and i 've completed the test before the time went out. But for a moment there <laughs> for a moment there, it was over so why Why do I tell this story? One, because I think it 's hilarious and it 's incredibly embarrassing but don 't wait don 't wait till the final <laughs> to do so, to do this right but my whole point is. There are things in life that we can't just check in and out of. We can't have these, these things in our relationship with God. If we're placing our identity in God, he says, remain in me. Apart from me, you can do nothing. Apart from him, we can do nothing. And as the verse from Romans says, there's nothing that we can do that can separate us from the love of God. And so as we, as we search for who we are, as we try to discover our identities, we see that God is extending this to us, this gift to us. We can find our identities in Christ. And this is a free gift from God to us, but it's something that we have to choose. It's something we have to be intentional about every single day. Things in life can change. Aspects of who we are can change. But the thing that never changes is that God is extending his grace and his love. To us and invites us in to be a part of that story. And so, my question for you this morning is what are you doing to remain in the love of Jesus? Since you woke up this morning, what decisions have you made? What have you done to allow Jesus into your life, to allow Him to work through you? As you go throughout your day today, What are you going to do to allow Jesus into your life? When you wake up tomorrow, as you grow, as you change, as you take on different roles, as different parts of your identity change, as everything that we do around us has no consistency and no promise, how are you going to remain in the one place that's always consistent, the one place where the promise is always secure. So I want to encourage you this morning as we go, as you go through life, as you go through this stage where, at least for me, I'm still trying to figure out who I am, what that means, all these pieces of my life, trying to define myself. As we do this, let's remain in the one place where we know we can truly find our identity, and that is in Jesus Christ and in the love of God. Let's pray. God, we thank you that you chose every single one of us. And I pray that as we go through life, that we, we see this extraordinary gift that you offer to us every single day, and we, we take this opportunity to follow you. We thank you so much for Jesus, and for the things he did while he was on this earth, how he showed us how to live, how to be more like you, how he died for us on the cross and set us free. And we thank you for your extension of grace to us. And so I pray that we can choose to remain in you every day. It's in your son's name I pray, amen.